With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alex, I need to talk to you. Harvey and Sean were supposed to talk strategy this morning, but they're not in his office. You checked the conference room? I did, and after that reception, and it turns out neither of them showed up, and when I call Harvey, it goes straight to voicemail. Donna, they probably had the meeting over coffee and didn't want to be disturbed. Alex, I don't get this feeling very often, and you don't know Andy Malik like I do. I'm telling you something's wrong. Suit Season 9, Episode 8 is over. If you're ready to hear us talk about Prisoner's Dilemma, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sistrino, back here with the guy who wouldn't name a baby Linus. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Linus Vaginas. It sounds <laughs> yes. like a Harry Potter spell. Sounds yeah. Like a, like a, yeah if Harry episode to get 132. Ready to go. Yeah. Only two more suits after this. Two more suits, and then that's it, y'all. We did it. Daily Suits Podcast winding down. We're at the anti-penultimate, right? That's the word? I don't know. Episode of Suits. I think it's anti-penultimate. Then you got penultimate, and then you got the ultimate, you know, the mm-hmm. finale. So we are knocking on the door. But to me, Rob, this didn't feel anti-penultimate to me. It felt like a, kind of a mid-season-y. Mid-season. I you just- know, I, I kind of felt like that. Okay, at the start of this episode... We got Sean Cahill back. We got Andrew Malik back. We got Charles Forsman back. I'm like, all right, here we go. This is the end game. But let me kind of wrap that all up here at the end of the episode. So I kind of thought that like, okay, this is, here we go. Big three episode arc coming in. Final boss. It's going to be Charles Forsman was working behind the scenes with Andrew Malik to get Sean Cahill, get Harvey arrested. Here we go. How are we going to unwind this? But we kind of knocked it all out. Yeah, we knocked it all out. And I mean, I was resigned to like, okay, it's over. Andrew Mallet goes to jail. Charles Forsman gets a, a even longer sentence because he's stupid. Uh, this is the end of that story. But then I realized that there's two more episodes of it. I'm like, they really could have stretched that out a little bit more. So I'm starting to question if that's the end of the story. Andrew Mallet does get arrested and say, Harvey, you're going to pay. You know, and he kind of like, you know, shakes his fist at him and the cops take him away. He's like, you're not going to get away with this, Harvey. I'm not, I'm not going to rest until I take you down. So I'm thinking, 
maybe Andy has a couple more tricks up his sleeve. You know, maybe there's something else in there that he can still pull at. But we really did wrap up who I think are Harvey's biggest villains to date, with the exception of maybe Faye. And so I'm thinking maybe getting Faye the hell out of uh, ZSLWW is probably, she's Thanos. I think that for the, lo- for the longest we've been looking for him, but I think, I just don't, I just, I don't, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like the stakes ain't high enough, Rob. Maybe that's what's going on. I feel like Faye is a bad guy, but they kind of defanged her a little bit with the last episode where Harvey saved her from, you know, mm-hmm. you know, getting in trouble with the stuff with her husband and the divorce and all that stuff. I don't know. Eh, eh meh. It feels like we're just stumbling across the finish line a little bit. Yeah, there was one point where Donna says to Faye, like, Faye, how could you do this to us? Like, Donna, what? this is all she does. What, what, this, that's, it's her whole, it's her whole like thing. She's not this like your weird. friend who works there. Yeah, Donna did have a point, though. Like, Faye, where do you get off, man? This, Harvey literally just saved your job, and now you're like, I'm sorry. I I have to get him this bar. Sean Cahill needs somebody who, who, who he can trust. I'm sorry. Harvey is a cancer to this a cancer to this firm? Ma'am. You was about to get you and your and your husband about to get aired out, and you was begging for forgiveness last episode. But I have a daughter. I can't. I don't want my daughter to see that I did this for my husband. I want her to change her views of my dad. But now Harvey the bad guy. He the cancer. All right, Faye, get the hell out of here. So I don't know. Donna Donna was making some points. Okay. Uh, so a lot going on here with the uh, Sean Cahill, Andrew Malik, Charles Forsman, all, all of that coming together and a lot of like who's arrested, who's going to jail. Um, but we did get at the end of the episode uh, a big bombshell that Harvey's mom has passed away. Harvey's mom had a heart attack and she is gone. Uh, very similar to in the same way that Harvey found out about his dad passing away and where are we going uh with this story for r.i.p for harvey's mom it sounds like we're going to a funeral you know uh we might have to do lily specter i'm assuming that means marcus will be back as well um so maybe we get a flashback you know harvey kind of um because i think when his dad passed we did get a flashback there um so maybe we get a flashback of harvey you know kind of looking at the best moments that he you know with his mom and then when he got bad and then harvey healing there's probably gonna be a lot of donna and harvey you know canoodling because donna is really the person who delivered that news to him and that she's really the only one he has now to lean on she's she's his only loved one uh, you know that i mean that he's close to he's not really close to marcus um Mike Ross and Rachel moved across the country to get away from them. So, you know, I think this is it. I think we got to spend the next episode kind of eulogizing Harvey's mom and also Harvey's, uh, you know, his biggest fear is that they're going to leave him. Everybody's going to leave him. And now his mom mm-hmm. has effectively have done, has done that, you know. And so um, maybe that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend some time in the mind of Harvey Specter. So only two episodes left. And I'm not loving the idea that we're going to go spend an episode in Boston. Yeah, we well, just that, did the Pittsburgh road trip in the last episode. That is true. Um, also, the other thing that this uh, episode has flagged is that um, Lewis has now proposed to mm-hmm. Sheila's ass. And so, you know, he says, I want to get married before the baby gets here. So now I'm thinking, I was thinking lit baby, but lit wedding could be potentially uh, coming soon as well. 
So maybe we spend the lit wedding in the next episode and Lewis and Sheila go elope or something because I don't think Sheila wants to walk down the aisle, yeah. you know, in the, in a pregnant state. So <laughs> well, we talked about that. maybe could we get the a Darby wedding to end the series, but are we going to get a Lewis and Sheila wedding before the end of the series? And I mean, one of these things has to like these dominoes has to fall of that is the baby going to be born? Does Sheila go into labor at the wedding? See, I don't think they're doing a lit wedding. I think the lips are going to get married. We might see like a small intimate ceremony, you know, where it's just like they wanted to do it real fast and they're going to have a real ceremony after she drops the baby, right? I do think we might get a Darby proposal. I mm-hmm. do think that it might end with Harvey being like, Donna, it was always you. I, I, you know, you're all I have. I love you so much. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have anybody else. Life with you that. is here, but I want it to be here. I love it. Say, up, here. up here. So, yeah, that's his proposal. You know, and, and then Mike Ross comes back. Maybe for the finale. Maybe Jessica Pearson comes back. And we get a crossover episode between Pearson because we do know that it's, I think that it's beginning to air at this point as well. So, Maybe there's something there, but Jessica is yeah. there for some some sort of finale. Exactly. So I'm thinking that maybe there's something there, but it's it's not a lot of loose ends to tie up at this point, Rob. It's really not. Yeah, we haven't seen any of Jessica in season nine. Of course, uh, she has her own stuff going on. Uh, that because she was like all over the place. Was it season eight? Mm-hmm. Seven. It felt like they didn't write her off. Yeah, like it's like they wrote her off the show. Yeah. But then she was on yeah. every other episode. I feel like she was on a lot in season seven. And then I think she might have gone over season eight. And then where the hell has Robert Zane been? I mean, he got he fired. He was only in one he, episode. He, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we really dropped Robert Zane this season for sure. So maybe we get some more Robert Zane. But I just, I think that, I think this is going to deal with Faye. I think that what's going to happen here is that the Andrew Malick stuff uh, is going to trigger Faye's response to like Harvey's doing stuff below, you know, the belt. Um, and, and he's got to pay for it. And so now Faye's like, nope, the board is here. We're going to shut you down. And now they're going to be in court, basically trying to plead their case versus Faye. And you get maybe Harvey and like outlining how when he crossed these lines, it was for the greater good, you know, because that was one of his theses in this in this uh, episode. He tells Sean Cahill, like, yeah, I crossed the line and everybody's mad at me about it. But I stand by all those decisions because, yeah, I helped get a man out of j- like get a man out of jail and put another man in jail. But he was trying to kill this guy. So, yeah, I did it and I'd do it again. And so I'm thinking if Harvey's willing to sleep at night knowing that he did that stuff, then maybe he has to stand 10 toes down and stand on business and let them know that this I, I agree. I would do it again. And if you want to try to take out my law firm because I'm doing the right thing, so be it. But I'm not going to apologize for bending the rules when everybody's bending them. I'm just doing it to help people. Yeah, I thought that Harvey had an interesting moment in this episode when he comes out of the jail and then punches uh, Sean Cahill in the face. It's been a minute since Harvey punched somebody in the face. And he punches yeah, Sean, Sean Cahill, Cahill deserved it. In, in the face and basically says, hey, you know what? I have broken some rules. But what are rules? They're just arbitrary things that people made up. Rules aren't right or wrong. I'm fine with every line I've ever crossed, and I would do it again. Does this track over 132 episodes of Suits, Harvey would cross exactly every single line that he's ever crossed before? I don't think so. I think there are definitely some lines that Harvey has crossed. I can't think of any off the top of my head that right now. Like, you know, but I'm sure I'm sure the associates, uh, suit yourself associates could come up with some things. Right. Because we've seen Harvey do a lot of stuff. But I do think that 
Harvey's not wrong about rules. It's like, yeah, someone gets to decide what's right and wrong, and then you have to do it. But that person is not the the person who gets like he's not the like, arbiter of like morality, right? This person is just a person who created the rules. That's why there's so much gray area. There's so many objections. There's so many things that are inadmissible because these rules can be changed and amended to fit whatever situation you want them to fit, and then you everybody else has to play within the system that they have already created. So yeah. There might be a rule that, you know, I think we talk about uh, people always talk about like the random laws in different states. Like, oh, you can't have a llama cross the street in front of your house in mm-hmm. Iowa or something like that. Yeah. It's like, why is that a rule? Because it is. It just is. And it's like, yeah, did it hurt anybody? No, that I that that Iowa didn't. I mean, that Iowa llama didn't bother nobody. But dang, that doesn't make the rule any different. The crazy thing, though, is that this is coming from a lawyer. And a lawyer should be the one who is looking at the letter of the law and saying, no, these are the rules and how do we uphold them? But what we've seen throughout suits is that all of these lawyers are working in the gray areas of the rules. And so, yeah, like the the, the rule is there, but they're completely ignoring the spirit of the rule, right? The, the rule is supposed to be like, hey, this is to keep order. But they're like, yeah, I don't need to keep order. I need to win. So how do I get around that rule? You know, they're more like rules are like big obstacle suggestions in suits world. And probably in the real life, you know, it's like these things slow you down. You need to figure out a way to get around them. They're like they're like um, like uh, trap doors. You can't just you can't fall into the wrong trap door. You got to like dodge the landmine of the rules. They're just in the way for you to like, you know, um, I guess solve your ultimate goal there. You know what I'm saying? So when Harvey said it, I was like, that's weird coming from a lawyer. But also it tracks. Uh, now, would Harvey stand by all those uh, those rules he broke? I don't think so, honestly. But I do think he might have to stand in front of Faye at some point and say, no, nah, these are the things that you're accusing me of. And yeah, I did it. I do it again. And if ZSL ain't going to make it, I ain't, I don't need to be here anyway. You know, and so I could see Harvey and Donna being the ones to walk out the door uh, in these next two episodes. Yeah, I think that there is a possibility of that Harvey just ends up like walking away from this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't? Robert mm-hmm. Zane walked away from it. Jessica walked away from it. Anytime the heat is on ZSLWW, just somebody walk. just says, I'll just take the blame. I'll just take mm-hmm. the blame and leave. Yeah. And Harvey and Donna going off and starting a new life where Harvey is probably doing something closer to what Mike Ross is doing. You know, he said, Mike Ross, he's walking the walk and talking the talk. And that bothers Harvey. So maybe Harvey wants to start go do pro bono work or, you know, do stuff that actually. Maybe he'll go work for Mike Ross. He will not go work for Mike Ross. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Donna, do you like Seattle? The clinic still exists. Maybe Harvey wants to go run the clinic. You know, maybe Donna wants to run the clinic because she... Uh, she Harvey doesn't want to run the clinic with now, Oliver and Nathan. With, he could fire them and move on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he could take over the clinic. He could get a new clinic. The man is filthy effing rich. And so I feel like the sky's the limit to Harvey. I just don't think ZSLWW is the place for him and Donna, the married couple, to be working at. And I do think that they're probably going to get engaged by the end of this uh, series. Okay. All right. Let's talk about uh, some more of the specifics from this episode. We see Harvey meets up with Sean Cahill in the beginning of the episode and says, hey, Andrew Malik is coming after us that he thinks that we colluded. He's hot on the trail of the stuff that we did back in season six. Harvey says that he is going to be Sean Cahill's lawyer and that it's actually going to be that they were uh, there was like a like attorney client privilege between them. They weren't colluding. And so Andrew Malik is coming after them on this uh, that he says that they're trying to just get a mistrial. And Harvey uh, says that, well, first off, Sean Cahill, that he can have any other lawyer. I'll drop him if you want. But Sean Cahill is going to waive his 
right to a mistrial. Yeah, when Andrew Malik is not going to let this go because it's a vendetta against Harvey, and it's very clear that it is. So Harvey's like, yeah, if you if you feel so strongly over what about this, Andrew Malik, I, like this is like I've never really gotten the, other than like, hey, twelve years ago that he was mm-hmm. the golden boy at the DA's office, and I'm gonna now destroy my life to go after Harvey Specter, who doesn't even know who I am. Basically, yeah. That I means that's just eating him alive. It's like I did all of this, and you're not giving me the credit that I deserve. I, you mm-hmm. know, I played a good game. Why are you not looking at me and telling and me dest- how great I was? Chappelle, look at that. It destroys people. It does. It really does. And I hope Andrew Malik uh, heeds Donna's warning because Donna comes to him and says, "Hey, this this thing that you, within you and Harvey, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out for you. It's not going to end well. And you've made this so personal that." It's not going to be just Harvey dodging you one more time. This is going to be Harvey um, putting you away once and for all. And so Harvey ends up trying to figure out a way to not only get around what Andrew Malik is accusing him of, but also taking Andrew Malik down and uh, making sure that he can never you know, bother Harvey or darken his doorstep ever again. Yeah. So we get into the nitty gritty of this case where now... All right, Andrew Malik, he's going to Faye, and Faye doesn't want Harvey involved in this. And we find out, okay, where did he get this evidence from? It turns out that Kevin Miller, Mike's old cellmate, uh, was able to then give some sworn testimony to Andrew Malik that backed up everything that Harvey and Sean Cahill did. But how did how did Malik know to go to Kevin Miller? And Kevin Miller, what the hell do you look like? Why are you signing paperwork? You, bro, we got you out of prison. You, you should be like completely beholden onto us at this point. You are a part of this law firm, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> You're a part of the family. And this man had already signed. Oh, I'm sorry, Harvey. They said they were going to send my wife to jail. So what could I do? You could at least call the man. Hey, Harvey. Mm-hmm. You're a lawyer. Do you think I need to do? Do you think I need to do this? No, nah, Kevin Miller hears that you're coming after his wife or his uh, his family, and he just folds, folds like a cheap towel, and so uh, like like a terrible towel, even if you will. <laughs> and so, and so so yeah, so Harvey goes to him like, "What the hell?" He's like, "Well, you know, uh, I mean, I did tell on you and swear that it was the truth, but I didn't give away the evidence. So you know, you still got a loophole there, and you have to know that this information came from Sutter." And I was like, who the hell is Sutter? And I was like, oh, that one guy, the old guy, he he's, he's dead now, Rob. He's yep. dead. He's dead. Uh, and he gave a deathbed confession uh, where he put it all together. And you'll, Harvey, you'll recognize the name of this prison. It's Charles Forsman's uh, prison slash pool hall. And guess what? <laughs> he gave a deathbed confession to Charles Forsman. Yes. And Charles Forsman, obviously, he hears, oh, Harvey did a thing? I hate Harvey. Let me find out who hates Harvey, too, which isn't hard because a lot of people hate Harvey. Yeah. And then I'm going to go give this information to them so that we can take down Harvey and I can sit in jail and watch it happen. Now, at least that's how it's being alleged. Harvey pulls up on him like, hey, bro, what's going on? If you let this go away... We can probably get you out of here earlier. And Charles Forsman, the reason why I love him as a villain is that his win condition is just that Harvey loses. So mm-hmm. he's like, no, I'm, I'm fine staying in jail. But I just want you to not have stuff. It's a pretty Harvey, nice jail. I, and I mean, he's like, he's like, pool. I don't have a pool all in my house. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, this man's out here chilling. 
he's in that the nice white collar jail. You know, this is a, this is fancy. It's very distinguished in mm-hmm. here. You know, and so he like, no, nah, Harvey, I'm chilling for a little bit. I'm actually. Going to do the opposite of whatever you want me to do. So good luck with that. <laughs> okay. So now right, Charles Forsman is back. And you kind of figured we we're going to see Charles Forsman again before uh, the end of all this. And so um, now we're going to get uh, Harvey gets arrested. Immediately. Like he leaves Charles Forsman and walks outside. And Andrew Malik is pissed. He's like, you had my boss calling me because what happened was Sean Cahill goes to his boss and he's like, "Hey, you you work at the SEC? You need to get Andrew Malik off my back." And his mm-hmm. boss is like, "Uh, we already suspended you, Sean Cahill. You know, you kind of been colluding." He's like, nah, 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 nah. I need you to do me a favor. Get Andrew Malik off my back." So they call Andrew Malik's boss. Andrew Malik's boss calls him and says, "This is this feels like you're targeting Harvey or something like that. If you're not going to arrest him, then leave this man alone." So Andrew Malik's like, "All right, you're under arrest." And when they arrest this man, Harvey's like, well, I need to talk to my lawyer, who I'm assuming he was going to call Alex. And before he can even do that, the cop just breaks Harvey's phone. And then mm-hmm. they take Harvey into he has, Well, he has butterfingers. Oh, yeah. He, starts, he, starts, he slips and drops Harvey's phone and then also trips and steps on the phone and crushes it into a million pieces. And then arrests Harvey. Is that wrong? Him speak to his lawyer. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a rule against it. But you know what Harvey said. Those... Those are right. Those are wrong. Who knows? So Harvey ends up in an interrogation room, very similar to the interrogation room we saw Mike Ross and Harold uh, dealing with uh, earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's probably the same set. And <laughs> same set and same plot. You know, we have the prisoner's dilemma this time. Yeah. And so they've got Sean Cahill arrested. They've got Harvey arrested. Harvey's never going to break, but Sean Cahill does. Uh, that he like basically says that, no, Harvey, this was, um, this was, a, this was good what I did. Yeah, so Andrew Maddox offering a deal. He says, look, Sean Cahill, you and Harvey are going to prison. We know that you, in, 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 in Sean's defense, he knows Andrew Malik is correct. He is, he is correct. You have the right answers, but you don't have the evidence. And so Sean Cahill is saying like, oh, well, I don't see any evidence against us, but dang, you really do have us dead to rights. Okay. Instead of us going to prison, just disbar Harvey. We all move on happily ever after. Harvey gets a new career. We move on. Jessica's been disbarred. Robert Zane's been disbarred. Who among us? Harvey be all right. So right as that's happening, uh, we finally get the lawyer to show up. It's Alex. Alex shows up like, hey, my clients aren't saying nothing else, but it's too late. Not only has Sean Cahill decided to take this deal, but he's also decided to switch representation. And now Faye is Sean Cahill. Is Faye even a lawyer? I don't even know. I'm like, lady, you can't just decide that you're going to... She's like, Harvey, I'm going to be the one. Uh, I'm going to be representing Sean Cahill because you don't care about him as a client. Like, ma'am, do you? Yeah. I just... What, what are you What are you doing? I don't know. Anessa in, in the Facebook group said, this is made up. They can't do this kind of stuff in real life. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, then we had the great moment where Harvey punches Sean Cahill in the face. Uh, great that was... moment. Sean's <laughs> feet left the ground. Yeah. We talked about uh, Harvey is fine about everything that would be uh, all the lines that he crossed, uh, which are like still fine with him. Uh, so we get then, we find out that actually Sutter, he had a heart attack. Can't give a deathbed confession when you're not on a deathbed. Yeah, and Andrew Malik got a phone call bef- uh, uh, before Harvey and them even got that information about like mm-hmm. he was already coming on coming to arrest Harvey because he felt like Harvey was on his like was on his tail. So he arrested Harvey, yeah. not even knowing that uh, Harvey uh, like 
uh, was uh, was moving this way. Like he only he got the heads up from Charles Forsman and he went around and arrested Harvey just to kind of head him off. But he didn't have the information that he uh, that he said he was had. He fabricated it. So he was coming in hot. But because he wasn't standing on anything, nobody believes him. You know, like Harvey and and Sean Cahill know that. No, nah, we we just have to figure out a way to prove that this man is fabricating evidence. And if he's fabricating evidence, he can go to prison. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they were like, let's kill him. Yeah. And they're going to ultimately realize that, okay, we must have, Charles Forsman must have got that information from another time. He's just talking to anybody who hates Harvey, but they know that Andrew Malik got this information in underhanded ways. Yeah. He cut the deal with Forsman three months after Sutter died. So it's like, if this was a deathbed confession, you probably would have gotten this closer to the deathbed. Um, also, uh, Andrew Malik has said, I have been working on this case for eight months. It's like, okay, well, how did you been working on it for eight months if you cut it three months after he died? You know, it's like the evidence was fabricated. And now Andy's going to jail. But this is what happens when you come after somebody and you don't have any evidence. It just looks bad. You're just throwing stuff at the wall to see what you make stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and you could, you know, lose yourself. You could. And, and then if you lose, it's okay. No one has to say, like, yes, King Andy, he has such good reads. Like, no, mm-hmm. he fabricated this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Harvey goes back and sticks it to Charles Forsman one last time. Take that, Eric Roberts. He also called him it's, ugly it, at one point in this episode. Did you call him ugly? Yeah, he's like, uh, well, he's like, uh, boy, like, you could get a facelift, but there's nothing that could fix that. Like, he said something along those lines. Yes. I kind of like that. Um, Oh, yeah, he said, you should have seen his face. It's like, no, he should have got a facelift. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Charles Forsman, he seems like, like, as a man of a certain age, he seems fine. He's fine. You know? Yeah. I'm not like, oh, my God, his face. You know, it's it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's a face. Yeah. Do you think we see Charles Forsman again? Was this it? This was the series finale for Charles Forsman. I mean, dear God. Will he be at Lewis's wedding? He won't be at the wedding. But between him and Faye, I'm a lot more threatened by Charles Forsman than Faye. You Mm -hmm. know, like, if I need a big bad for the last two episodes, it can be Forsman. I mean, obviously, whatever happens with him, it's only going to last an episode or two. They're not going to end this series with Charles Forsman, who should be in jail for Mm -hmm. at least 20 years now. Uh, who just perjured himself, which we know is the biggest crime on Suits. Um, he's not getting out of prison. So whatever he does in the next episode, let's wrap it up or two, yeah. you know, before, um, before we don't have to deal with him finale. You know, uh, we didn't talk enough about uh, Andrew Malik getting arrested. They did the thing uh, that they do on Suits again, which I don't think is a real thing, where the police hide in the other room. And then after you tell the person they're going to jail, then the police come in and like, slowly arrest a person like I, I don't think you can get that in real life where it's like all right like uh all right you guys hide like i'm gonna tell this mm-hmm. guy he's busted and he's going to jail then you come in and cuff him uh, wait wait for my cue wait for my cue i'm gonna i'm gonna blink twice and then like if i like when you hear me say the words and that's it andrew malik you're going down yeah like, when you hear down open the door but don't come in yet I wanted to see you and then come in, yeah. but you got away from my cue. Like, we've antagonized this guy so much. He's about to come in here and give us the what for, but then we're going to turn it around on him. Then you come in and arrest him. Okay. Yeah. But like, you have to wait for our cue because if you don't, it's going to like 
it's gonna like you know kind of throw off the whole. Yeah, and rhythm, I know, you know I got arrested yesterday, but then this is gonna be you like wait, you, you, trust me, you guys are gonna love the look on his face when you arrest him. Right. Yeah, but like break his phone like you did mine. Remember that? <laughs> like I definitely, I definitely forgot all about that. You know, I'm working with the cops. Like, oh, does Harvey not just like go sue the cops? You know, like that, that's what I'm saying. Like, is that you just, you just this is ridiculous. I also would like to see a world where you have one of these moments, but you missed the cue. You're like, you've been fabricating evidence, I said, you're going down. You're going down. Down. Oh, oh, what is it? Oh, hey, hey. All right, all right. You're under arrest. You're under arrest. Like, all right, ha, ha. You didn't see that coming, Andrew Malik. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, are you trying to slow motion arrest me? No. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what are you talking about? You're like waving the cops off, like, go back, go back, go back. Not yet. Not yet. No. We're going to arrest you when you leave the building. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. get to the lobby, the cops are downstairs. You blew the good surprise, guys. Yeah. You, ru- you won the good surprise on Harvey. Gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Andrew Malik, Charles Forsman. Uh, is this it for Sean Cahill? I like Sean Cahill. Yeah, we like him. I like Sean Cahill. He should come to the wedding. Come to the wedding. Get an invite. He didn't come to Mike's wedding, but maybe he'll come to this one. All right, let's talk about the Lewis side of things. So we got Esther back. Uh, it's been a minute since we saw real Esther. I think we saw, we saw her in the one episode uh, when Lewis talked to her about Sheila didn't want to be uh, convert to or raise the baby Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've seen Esther, but she's back to talk about her company this time. And this is a very personal episode for Esther because uh, she has to. Uh, she's trying to stop a merger between her and what is this man's name, uh, Rob? Um, um, Richard. Rich, Richard. Uh, Faye Richardson. No. Uh, Richmond. Reggie? Paul Richmond. Yeah. Paul Richmond. Paul Richmond. So Paul Richmond wants to merge with her, but she needs to make it stop. Um, because they've had history. He used to be her mentor, but yeah. he took advantage of her 15 years ago. Well, you know, Suits uh, starts, this is like a, a decent moment to sort of like look back at sort of like the like legacy of Suits, where Suits is interesting in that it starts in 2011 and ends in 2019. And in some ways mm-hmm. is a little bit of a time capsule of the story of the decade of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. And Suits, you know, starts well before a Me Too era and ends, you know, a couple of years after a a Me Too era and is a story that like uh, probably, you know, wouldn't have like uh, been a part of Suits in 2011. But here in uh, towards the end of its run, we get this very personal story of Lewis's sister and she tells a story about uh, this uh, sexual, I was going to say it's harassment, but I think it's a like sexual assault that happens. Mm-hmm. You got to keep your hands to yourself or it's assault for sure. And mm-hmm. so that's what it was. It was definitely sexual assault. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. It's one of the reasons why I like TV, uh, because TV in and of itself is a time capsule because the plots, the storylines, the way they're handled, they're all very specific to whatever time that you're watching them. You know, like there's a culture around what media is being popularized or, or being sold. At this time, we know the Me Too movement is a big deal. Um, but it, like you said, prior to this, we didn't really get a lot of these um, you know, cases and, um, you know, there's obviously a time to have that conversation, but I do like that, you know, when people go back and watch suits, there will be episodes like this that, you know, go and validate people's, um, experiences when it comes to sexual assault. Uh, but 
yeah, some shows you go back and watch them and they don't age well at all when it comes to stuff like this, you know? And so uh, for to address it, I think it's not, it's not extremely bold, but I think it's necessary in a show about the law. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, question about will Esther come forward and will people believe her? And for Lewis, it's a lot of like, well, just tell just tell everybody what happened. And, you know, for Esther, there's a lot of complicated feelings about this sort of like one, like, are people going to believe her? Are people going to say, well, why did you stay at the company? Oh, uh, why didn't you tell us about this sooner? Like, are you sure this really happened? And Esther doesn't want to really, you know, uh, you know, uh, go through all these complicated feelings. She's worried about what are her kids going to think. But this guy's a real piece of work. Not only did he do what he did, then he was going to merge with Esther's company. Yeah, like it's like the audacity. Slow motion arrest this guy. Fast motion. Fast motion and then rewind it back and then slow motion and then make it a gif. This guy needs to like have his arrest um, like, you know, solidified in history because it sucks. So you go ahead, you sexually assault this person. And I don't even know if you're doing this to rub salt in the wound. Maybe you are. Maybe you're just that psychopathic. But even if you're not, I think it's even crazier that you just don't even find this as a blip on your radar. Like, I did this thing. I'm untouchable. And I'm so untouchable that it doesn't even occur to me to not step on your toes or to reopen any wounds or any traumas by trying to merge with your company. Mm -hmm. All he sees is a business move that needs to be made for him. He doesn't care about the woman that he's stepping all over to do it, which makes it even worse than if it was something that he was doing on purpose. I don't care. Yeah. And so uh, Esther comes to Lewis and Lewis, you know, uh, like, you know, this is classic Lewis, uh, gets like uh, a emotionally charged and uh, basically lashes out at this guy. Esther didn't necessarily want that. And then because of Lewis's actions, the board triggers a buyout uh, of like, basically they're going to basically force Esther out of her own company. And uh, Lewis is then able to get Katrina and Samantha on the case. Yeah, and he needs to because Lewis is very mansplainy in these moments, right? And like, as like we're men, so we we kind of get it where it's in our heads. It's kind of like it's either this or this. Like you, he he did a thing. Why don't you tell? Why don't you say anything? But it's it's less about speaking up and more about like I don't want to like she doesn't want to feel powerless and ashamed mm-hmm. because she already felt that she felt that when he did it the first time. She doesn't want people to spin her words uh, and make it look like. She uh, asked for it or she invited that kind of treatment. Why did you go to his hotel room in the middle of the night? Lewis is asking all those questions without asking them. The, the first thing out of Lewis's mouth when she says, hey, this happened, he says, but he was your mentor. You, she's He's already like poking holes in her argument. You know, instead of being like, damn, mm-hmm. your mentor really did that. It was more like, but he was your mentor. You know, like it's almost like, huh, I could believe that. But there's this one thing that we need to address. It's like, you know, you don't really have to address those things in these situations. And it's hard for men, I think, in a vacuum to to just like separate themselves from that. Um, we have it's like a learned thing because it's not a systemic issue that we've had to deal with historically. Not saying that men haven't gotten sexually assaulted. Hell, I've seen it with my own eyes. It happens. And so, like, you know, but to be able to say, all right, you can't just go and tell and do whatever you want to respond to that because there are different implications for different people. And so he needs somebody to help them out. And Katrina and Samantha both have experience in this, in this realm. And we find out Katrina actually helped somebody with a case years ago where she was a prosecutor and the guy was very clearly, very clearly guilty. And nobody would believe, uh, believe her just because it was like a powerful man. And Mm so because of that, Katrina, uh, like she's, she's never really been able to at peace with that type of, 
um, with that type of case. She wants to kind of have her redemption. And Samantha doesn't work for ZSLWW anyway, so she can help too. And she can go a little bit out of bounds with how she oh, decides to help. She's, yeah, this is best this is her case type, scenario. Her bread yeah, is- and butter. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, we get into uh, Katrina and Samantha. They're like intercut and they're, you know, working both sides of the supply chain of trying to like uh, lay the groundwork for them to be able to get this guy to be able to, you know, back off of what he's doing. And uh, they have a meeting with him. And basically Esther comes in and confronts him and they got his ass basically it, it needed to happen because Esther she didn't want to confront him she didn't but we kind of had to slow motion confront him too you know like just Esther wait on the cue you know what I'm saying and so uh they're like hey Paul we got the we prisoner delimited your people they gave us what we needed because they did they we did the same plot mm-hmm. twice in the one episode yeah. we had a prisoner it was dilemma a double prisoner's Samantha. dilemma you you kind of have to do the double sometime and so um so uh, they they get all the evidence, but they just need somebody at the front of this lawsuit. They need somebody to come forward. And so Lewis comes in knowing all the answers. He shows the book. Here it is. But we need a plaintiff. Uh, and so in walks Esther. And she's like, hey, I'm telling you right now, people might not have believed me then, but people are going to believe me this time. I'm going to tell my story and we're going to sue you if you don't listen. And we're going to take all your money. Because what he did was he threatened her livelihood when he sexually assaulted her. He said, you speak up about this, you'll never work in this town again. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, that is uh, definitely something we could sue you for. And so you either going to leave my company alone or you're probably going to get outed in front of everybody as a sexual assaulter. And so instead, Esther's able to keep her company and she doesn't have to go public with this thing that was very shameful for her which she should have been ashamed of in the first place. But, you know, like she carried that and she didn't want that aired out in front of her kids. And she definitely didn't want people twisting it to make it seem like she was involved in a way that she definitely was not. So she wins. And this guy sucks. Lewis then has a moment with Sheila at the end of the episode and then uh, tells Sheila that he wants to uh, get married before the baby comes. Uh, They were engaged, but he didn't give her a ring. And now he wants to uh, rectify that. Let's get married. Yeah, and she's like, do I have to get married, like, like pregnant? And she's like, but on. Lewis, I'm so pregnant. He's like, yeah, but there's only two episodes left. We got to go. Right, right. <laughs> and I got a ring now. Like, I, Remember that we had to wrap up this one storyline? <laughs> I, I think I was even questioning if they were engaged, remember? Yeah. They got engaged, they broke up, then they came back, and they were pregnant. But it's kind of like, I just assumed the engagement was still a thing, mm-hmm. right? It's like, uh, it's yeah, like the timeline for Lewis and Sheila got a little rushed, I think, in the last couple seasons. She got way more pregnant than she was in mm-hmm. like the last couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, but even, yeah. I mean, Sheila was supposed to marry the other guy, and then she's like, oh, all right, Lewis, let's just I'll go home with you. Yeah. Let's just move in. Basically. Yeah. It's like, we don't have that much time left. We gotta. We don't. We don't. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Remember, what was her name? Tara? Remember Tara. her? Yeah. Yeah, Lewis was ready to throw his whole life away for her. And then, like, an episode later, like, we haven't heard Never her. Never thought name. of her. He, yeah. Yeah. He mourned she, uh, Sheila's ass for like three seasons to the point where he couldn't even go to work. He was catatonic. He was crying. Mm-hmm. He was all kinds of stuff. He was being mean. Tara's gone. Nothing. Yeah. Sheila's ass is back. You know? Well, in fairness, uh, Sheila, we never see her thinking about Xander. Who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Xander. Yeah, she really liked that guy, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chappelle, only three liddies left to give out. One for this episode. Who you got? Yeah. Um, dang, I didn't even think about the the lady. Mm-hmm. Um huh. I mean, this was great for Lewis, obviously. Um But honestly, uh Lewis kind of like foobarred this thing and then kind of got Katrina and Samantha to have to bail him out. It was great for Katrina and Samantha as well. Um Harvey does get Andrew Maddock thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. I think it's Harvey, though. I think Harvey has the most wins um, that he ultimately gets like two of his enemies uh, vanquished in Andrew Malik and Charles Forsman. Um, he yeah. ultimately like uh, is able to, you know, bro down with Sean Cahill one more time. He does. He does a good job here. And then, you know, sadly, he does lose his mom here. And so I definitely want Harvey to have like a memorial lady for his mom. too. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And also Harvey over the years in terms of like all the work he's done to fix that relationship with his mom. Imagine uh, how he would have handled it uh, like had he not. So I think that uh, Liddy for Harvey here uh, with only two left to go through. Uh, Not a ton of references here in episode number 132 with two to go. But we got a couple of uh, questions. David gives us was this one of the most heavy episodes yet i feel like harvey and sean were in a tight spot lewis's sister storyline was very intense but sad and i'm uh, sure triggering due to how realistic it seemed at least to me and then we end the episode with the news about harvey's mother i'm exhausted but wow i love this show and the podcast what are we doing next um i mean do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think that we do need to start thinking about how we're going to like, uh, like tackle Pearson. You know, I think that we like we're coming to terms with okay, let's do Pearson, but it definitely won't be daily. There's not enough episodes for that, so maybe we just start doing a little Pearson coverage every week. Drop a new Pearson episode. Keep this uh, feed as active as possible as long as we can. But yeah, at some point, y'all, I think this might have to come to an end maybe we can we can like uh repurpose this feed for something else like what else would y'all want us to talk about on this exact same feed mm-hmm. yeah well we gotta figure that out look i do think that the there is a future of suits and we don't know what that's gonna be in terms of like the actual like uh universe of suits so we will uh stand by but i think that like oh uh, we could talk about pearson as well i'd love to also like do some interviews uh after we uh went through this whole 134 episode journey yeah that'd be nice i really think that if we could get like you know some of the people the gabriel mocked all this uh you know maybe like the creator donna be nice to talk to louis lit there's a lot of people. Yeah, so Megan Markle. Keep, like, 
you know, Megan Marco. I know she's probably number one on our interview list. I know she's listens to the podcast too, probably. Yeah. Honestly, there's something that like, I mean, that I don't, I don't look rankings are arbitrary and reductive, but, but I don't have that many questions for Megan Markle. Oh, I got a ton of questions for Meghan Markle. They might have to do with suits, <laughs> but I got questions. Suits, suits goes. Uh, but yeah. I, okay. Um, all right. We had the question in our last episode about you and I were split about the uh, season nine, episode seven episode where Lewis impersonated Harvey. And the listeners, I think, are split as well. Uh, well, the listeners and you, Rob, sadly, are wrong. That was cartoonishly ridiculous, and it made no sense. Yeah. I saw some people saying that it felt like that was the moment Suits jumped the shark. I was like, I don't think you could jump the shark in the last season, three episodes right. before the end. Okay, so but- uh, AJ wrote in the Facebook group, I'm on Team Rob regarding the Lewis impersonating Harvey plot. Sure, it jumped the shark, but it did so in a funny and OTT way that I enjoyed the hell out of. Also, how could you not love Lewis taking the gun from your uh, bluff slash calling your hand line? That was a good line because he was really trying to uh, like he was trying to embody something that Harvey would say. He does the you live down here. I live up here. He does that correctly. But and he's like, yeah, I take the bluff and from your gun and turn it on you. And there's 165 ways to do to do that. You know, it's like you kind of listen for a second. Think, OK, Lewis messed that up. But at the end of the day, he's Harvey Specter. He can't mess anything up. He was mm-hmm. on cloud nine. Yeah, I thought it was wild. But. Uh, it is the worst episode of Suits to me. Like, I mean, we watched uh, all of them in quick succession, and I and I'll say this: it is memorable because if there is a worse episode, I don't remember what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Davy in the Facebook group called it um, the redemption arc. Who gets redemption? Lewis Slid is doing what he does best: role playing. Uh, well, that's fair. He is he's a, he is a. a a trained thespian at the very mm-hmm. least in the bedroom. So this to see him outside of the bedroom doing this kind of acting, um, you know, method acting even. He had the, the Johnny Bravo wig, all that stuff. Um, it was fine. I mean, it's definitely in his wheelhouse. He seemed to do an okay job with it. Also uh, in the Facebook group, uh, Jessica Frey said, can someone please just get Harvey a burger? Uh, we saw that Samantha is trying to just give him M&Ms instead of a burger. It, has this been a running thing through nine seasons where Harvey is trying to order a burger and he can never get one? I don't think it's a running uh, I know it with game. Robert Zane, he was looking to get a burger. He was trying to get a burger with Robert Zane. It's happened a few times. It's yeah. happened a few times. Um, ultimately, the man's just hungry. He's always hungry. Yeah. And then, uh, Chappelle, there's a big piece of uh, Suits news happening. Uh, We're recording this on Sunday uh, as uh, this episode is coming out uh, later on tonight. But at the Golden Globes, uh, which are happening, are the Golden Globes, uh, yeah, Sunday, January 7th, that our good friends Gabriel Mock and Patrick J. Adams are going to be presenting together at the 81st Annual Golden Globe Awards. Yeah, we got a lot of questions about will they be slamming the envelope down on the on the table when they or the podium when they announce the winners? You know, I don't want to say this is our impact, Rob, but I mean, come on. Yeah, they got the they got the suit yourself. Hopefully, maybe right? they'll shout us out uh, when they present. Oh, the you think yeah. they will shout us? That would be crazy. Yeah, um, if y'all know somebody who works for the Golden Globes, send them a send them maybe that the subtle shout out uh, that they could do is like when they announce the winner, like uh, okay, and, and the winner is like. Uh, 
I don't know any award. What, what award are they presenting? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Golden Globes. Can uh can Succession win a Golden Globe? Yeah. And and the winner yeah. is Oppenheimer's. Oppenheimer's. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rob, I'm like I I will I will flip the table like yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Like like all the suit yourself associates, we just run around, just do a lap around your house because at that point we made it. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Chappelle, uh, where else can people keep up with you? At Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter, Rob. All right. I'm at Rob Sestranino. We'll be back with episode number season nine, episode nine, coming up this week as we enter finale week. Uh, Looking forward to it all. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.